Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify. Well, hello there and welcome to the e-commerce growth show. So we're into uh, I think the second or third episode of 2021. As you know, lockdown and um, yeah, what I've been doing today. So uh, one of the tasks I had to do was clear out the guinea pigs. And uh, I don't know if anyone in the uh, listening or watching has, has got guinea pigs, but um, I kind of strongly advise against it because um, every week you have to clean them out and you, you have to put them in quite a big cage. And uh, you will not believe uh, the uh, amount of mess in these things. It's unbelievable. It takes me half an hour to clean it all out, wash it down, scrub it down, and uh, put like pretty much a hay bale back in the cage. But uh, the kids love them, my, uh, my uh, youngest. I uh, had them for Christmas, so uh, you know, obviously Muggins has got to do the clean out every week, but uh, it's it's good fun. But uh, yeah, that's what a word of warning if you are thinking of getting guinea pigs for your kids. Anyway, moving on. Um, so today I have a great guy that I'm having a chat to. Many of you will probably already know him, and uh, it's Jamie Huskerson. And uh, Jamie is the CEO of JH, uh, as many of you will know, and that's an award-winning Magento agency focusing on strategy ux and development and uh, so uh, yeah i'm really excited to speak to jamie today um mainly about strategy isn't it jamie yeah i think we're going to go for a lot help some people out get them on the right track yeah no sounds great sounds great so why don't we start with a little icebreaker obviously i've known you for many many years i think all the way back from bright pearls the first time that i met you and uh we, we've known each other for many years since in various different roles. And obviously, you've, you've been man of the ship at JH. But I always thought JH, clearly obvious, we are JH, Jamie Huskerson. Is that right? I think it's, if, if there's, a, there's a good story to that. I think, you know, look, when we, when we started out 11-odd years ago, maybe a little less mature than we are now, we, uh, the idea around creating the agency was to be something different, right? I think at the time that... Agencies were all a little generic. Some of them were saying things like, we'll let you go at four, we'll have beers on Friday. But the majority were the same. And you could swap anybody out and get the same thing. So for me, JH originally stood for just heroic. And the idea was, we're always going to be beyond that norm. We're always going to be different. You're going to notice us when this happens. You know, mm-hmm. People yeah. look over their shoulders and they say, that hero arrived. This is That was the intention of the service. And the time I was hero in chief, and we had uh, a lot of different things that accompanied it. But ultimately, yeah, you know what? Didn't yeah, work. Yeah, I remember it. I remember those those that. I remember being in your office and seeing hero. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Our first office, we had characters of everybody who worked at JH, and there was a normal illustration. And then if you yeah. hover over on the about page, it would flip to their heroic self. You know, with a, a cape and yeah. everything else on it, and we loved it. You know, I think at the time it fit us perfectly. But as as we yeah. moved on, it yeah. didn't it didn't fit the market. It didn't fit what we were what we were doing. We needed to mature that approach. So, you're right. We do default to Jamie Huskerson, but I'm sure I can find something else it should stand for. Yeah, a different name. <laughs> what, what's your wife's name? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that's funny, man. Um, so okay, so. Today, we are going to focus in on what brands should be prioritizing on in 2021. Obviously, there's lots and lots of conversations going on at the moment. Um, we hopefully, by the grace of God, are getting closer to the end of the pandemic or at least moving on from where we are at the moment, um, a little bit more substantially from, from the last time we, we went to lockdown. 
Um, so as that kind of happens, and maybe been in a vertical or a sector that's you know gone ballistic, maybe that's way round, you know, which our hearts go out to those guys. But in either cases, um, what sort of things um, do you think people should be prioritizing on? I think ultimately, you know, there's there's two camps here. One is the kind of e-commerce trends camp, right? Where you say, well, here's the things that have been e-commerce trends for five years that everybody's saying is coming. I, I I like those, but I think ultimately there's there's fundamental pillars here that you have to base that on, and that's what I call what I'll I'll, I'll broadly call strategy today. There's a lot of nuance, yeah. but let's just call it strategy for today. And fundamentally, what that is is about backing up, taking a breath and thinking about what do we want to achieve this year? 2020, I think we can all admit, everybody was just trying to keep their head above water. And that was for two polar opposites. Either you were growing so fast you needed to fulfill it before customers got really annoyed at you, or you were hurting so much you wanted to stay afloat and you were doing anything you could. And the thing we now need to be, I want merchants to be doing this year, and I suggest they do as a core priority, is just realign, take a minute, and say, okay, we've gone through this now, we're through it, pat ourselves on the back, and say, what are the lessons we're taking forward? The, the key thing for me is everybody says that I've been firefighting for so long. It's like, great, firefighters go train. They are very, very well regimented. When they go into a building, they're not doing it with no plan. They know exactly the exits, the entrances, everything else. And what I want to say is if you're firefighting all the time, great, let's get that regiment in there. Let's look to what do we want to achieve this year? And then look back and say, well, for all the firefighting we've done, what are the lessons we can take going forward? What are the advantages we might have based yeah. on how we approached last year? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, diving into like some of the challenges, I mean, obviously you're on the front line with many of your clients. You probably have spoken to a number of clients this year as well, uh, as, uh, as well that probably would have been going through some of this firefighting, some of these challenges either way, whether it's in the boom or the bus scenario, forgive the expression. What, what are some of the things that you've experienced on the front line from brands in terms of challenges they've had to face? And fundamentally, a lot of it was just doing things they'd never done before. You know, So we're looking at things like having working at, working at home is something that if you're at a brand that allowed you to do that, you're in the 1%. Because nobody did that before, not on the merchant yeah. side. It's the thing that the cool hip agencies did, but it was nothing that ever the the merchant side did. So there was, yeah. there was a lot of things suddenly that the agencies were in really great position to teach, you know. And it's it's a really good version of uh, of what I'm talking about in terms of learning lessons. Because if you let everybody work from home, you went through the pain of struggling how to get that to happen. People got their desks ready. Maybe some people are really happier doing that if you remove covid and lockdown aside they're happier with the flexibility of seeing their kids one minute after they finish work or maybe getting yeah. the the surprise hugs through the day that that we all enjoy as parents right mm -hmm. and it's to say well you've 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 survived you've adapted by letting people work from home but is there an advantage in that is there an advantage to say well if our team doesn't have to all be inside our office and within an hour of the office who could we recruit that makes the difference in where we're going going forward? And on the flip side, if other merchants maybe are doing the same and allowing people to work from anywhere and we don't, who are we going to lose here? Who are we going to yeah. suffer from? Because that person now gets to, for the duration of their commute, spend that extra time with their kids 
that's so valuable in the way that we that we approach our lives yeah no totally i mean going back to i mean because i haven't been in contact with too many you know merchants you know retailers brands etc clearly you guys your team would have has it been a year where it's very much been grappling with internal operations whether in a buoyant sector or not or has there been any you know continued sort of trend of e-commerce directors and managers and teams still needing to talk to their agencies and tech suppliers to still press ahead with projects testing improving things has it did it kind of stall last year or did you still see movement in the whole area i think regardless of, of what the, the the sales performance was everybody was busier than ever and yeah. the thing that a lot of people learned last year was the importance of those partners, the importance of using them in, in what your strategy is and, and how you can envelop them and, and make them an extension of your team. You know, everybody everybody says they want an extension of the team, but very often it's, it's not the case, right? And yeah. what happened last year was that we saw people say, I haven't even thought about an idea to fix this problem because I've been so busy yeah. with this problem over here. How can, yeah. how can we go solve that? And and that being, that's the default way we work. But a lot of people were kind of moving that out to say their existing agency and saying, okay, nothing's coming back. We know, we, we know something needs to change. Likewise, when it comes to third parties, when it comes to platforms like Magento, any third party that you might install, like Segmentify, people were saying, oh, there's these customer success managers that exist that, that are attached to our account that whose job it is to make sure we're successful with this technology. We can ask them too, and we can yeah. go get ideas from them too. Oh, totally. Instead of one person having to own it, everybody could own it, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, we had a bit of, I don't know how it was for you, but certainly at the beginning, back in sort of January, February, March time, it was, you know, understanding there was a massive panic across the entire sector. And, uh, you know, understandably, everybody was very sensitive to what the whole world is going through, but, you know, what our respective sectors were going through. So you're not going to kind of bash the phone saying, you know, oh, what, what are you doing with this POC or what are you doing, you know, can we can we talk to you about Segmentify or whatever? I mean, it's clearly not going to happen, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, we had a lot of delays. We, you know, respectfully where people were just thinking, well, this is back down the hatches to what is going on here. As you know, there's the kind of that sort of downward bell curve, if you like, isn't there? Then you get to the bottom and you realise what's going on. It takes a bit of time, maybe a few months probably, by the summer maybe, um, when people started to kind of come out of hibernation, if you like, and start to re-engage in terms of projects and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, like you say, I mean, it was then we've got to get on with this and firefight all this stuff we can't just let it go because these are important projects we're working on you know so i think it was a classic kind of bell curve uh, and now everybody's trying to manage it and you see you see it reflected in all sorts of systems don't you like the stock market whatever you see exactly what happened there's a massive drop off and then quite quickly it's like hold on mate we've got to get on with this and it, and it goes back up again so um, and then, and yeah there was such a massive difference between those that those that were so busy but not getting those inputs and they had to copy as quick as they could whatever they saw elsewhere right they were yeah. they were so busy just going that looks good i'll do that next that looks good i'll do that next versus yeah. the people that very early on you know I, I spent so much time speaking to different ceos different managing directors you know sit on a few boards and and, and talk to them yeah. 
And it yeah. was a thing of we've got two we got two choices here. Regardless, we're going to be firefighting for a while. Regardless, that's going to happen. Let's accept that and put it to the side. The opportunity here is we see an opportunity to thrive, and we take the opportunity whilst it's presented to us, yeah. or we just we just hop along and we just see what we yeah. can do and what the best we can yeah, make yeah. of it. Sometimes yeah, so, they're the same thing. Don't get me wrong, but the people yeah. that planned last year, the people that said, you know what we're going to do whatever we can to grow or we're going to do whatever we can to look after all of our team. That's yeah. the priority. And to do that, we need to hit this number. Yeah. The people who did that, they were the ones who grew 70% last year. They were yeah. the ones who did numbers that, you know, you put on your CV for the rest of your career. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no, I mean, so taking this into the solution phase, if you like, you know, from what we were talking about, say, say you haven't got any budget. Say, say you're on the latter. Yeah. what we were and sadly, you know, you really had to struggle to get through this time. You kept the business afloat, but it's been, you know, um, very difficult. And you don't have a lot of budget, but what, what, what do you say from your experience they should be focusing on? I would say there's a few really easy ones. One is that you maximize every system you already have. If you're already paying for it or if you've already got it because it's open source, what features are you using? What features aren't you? Go through it, do an inventory, see what's turned off that could be turned on. Yeah. See what's not set up right. Most of the time, systems are using maybe 10 or 20% of that overall setup, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's a yeah. thing to do that learning those different things matters a lot. The second thing I'd say is, is use the team around you. You know, one of the best examples I saw this year, there was a, there was a brand that took all of their retail staff, their managers, and instead of shutting down the stores and, and doing the redundancies, which is, you know, the default option, right, when you have to do that, they took those retail managers and they made them customer support people on their, their telephones. So when the customers called up and said, the heck is this size? Does brown go with blue? All of the different random questions you get in retail. The people that had done that day in, day out, face-to-face -face with customers were offering such a different level of customer support that you would never think is traditionally that broken between the two, that their whole team elevated up and all the customer satisfaction levels went up as a result. When you think of, again, you think of how can we use something as an opportunity rather than it just being a negative. Yeah. It's, those kind of, it's those kind of pivots. And, and the thing that I would say you could learn from that is just look at what resource you have around you and where you can source those ideas yeah. from. Yeah, yeah that, it, it reminds me of something, actually. I mean, there's a few things in there. Um, certainly the, um, the, like, making them, better use out of all the tech you've already got. I mean, certainly from Segmented Voice point of view, you know, our, our managed services team and customer sex managers are there, you know, to, to work on a, on a regular basis to kind of, you know, further um, optimize the, the platform. And the better, obviously, the brand works with the team, the, the better the results for sure, the, you know, in terms of getting hold of that best practice and really sponging it up and then going, hold on a minute, you're saying this sector's doing this. so we aren't let's let's do this you know and really being proactive and that's where we find the, the the most benefit that customers get from probably any technology is where they have that facility you know to, to offer that and you really really take hold of it and use it as an extension of your team as you as you mentioned and then um the other thing which you reminded me of actually was in terms of that kind of automate what do we do what have we got how do we use it better i recently bought i don't think i've told the story but i i recently got a um a new sort of American-ish style, not quite poor man's American fridge, I should call it, right? Um, so it hasn't got the ice making all that, right? Because, uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, so 
I went through and got it, bought it, right, on AO.com, okay, as everyone does, right, let's be honest. And, oh, mind you, I shouldn't be saying that, right? So sorry, guys, who, who are also in that sector. Apologies, right? Just give me a slap for that. Um, Absolutely. So so um, made this purchase, and, and on it, they're trying to upsell you delivery, right? But no, not delivery. Take, taking your old one away, 25 quid. I was like, that's a bit steep, man. I can take that damn tip. It isn't that difficult. It's going to cost me a fiver, right? So I didn't bother. Anyway, the, 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 before it, they turned up with it, um, they, a guy rang me from AO.com and he basically said to me, uh, how's it going? How's your day? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah. What, what, what's your problem? And, uh, and he said, oh, you know, I, I noticed that you, um, you didn't pay for the taking away of your old unit. And I was like, yeah. And, he, and, and I said, yeah, it was too expensive, so I didn't bother. And, um, and so I think he was ringing to see if he could upsell me, to be frank and honest. Because I just turned around and said, I, I didn't want to pay. He said, oh, don't worry, we'll do that for free. We'll, we'll pick it up for you. Yeah. And I was like, so it was a, as an example, I think, in a way of just going the extra, extra mile. In a, and then you get a personal, I mean, they're a massive company, right? You get a personal phone call from some guy who, yeah, probably is trying to upsell me, but has got a strategy if I'm, basically too savvy to be upsold it. Do you know what I mean? And as it was, they took it away. And as a customer, customer lifetime value, you know, I'm even more likely to stay with AO.com, not just because their prices are obviously incredibly aggressive. So um, it's no, that's, a that's, example of what owning a key part of the a key part of the logistics can look like. Like if you own the door to door part of shipping, which you can do through partners, you know, you don't have to think, well, I use DPD, I'm not going to be able to do that, for example. Yeah, um, you know, I, I was thinking back to Peloton, and I ordered a bike from them last year. Oh, nice one. Can't get outside; need to do something, etc. And yeah. you know, the, the the van arrives. They've got flowers for my wife. They they you know they're yeah. saying how great she looks today, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, but you know this is customer service. It's great customer yeah. service. They set the bike up where it's needed, and this is still in safe distancing, and you know lockdown one, as we'll call it. Yeah. Um, they say, do you want to get on the bike? Do you want us to help us com you configure it? We'll walk you through your, you know, your initial steps, how to clip on the boots. Yeah. And they spent, you know, a good 25, 30 minutes making sure that we were comfortable with what we had. And then what they did was they followed up with different text messages, followed up with different emails saying, here's a video for this, here's an email for that, just to welcome you to the club, essentially, and say, congratulations on your first class. Now, I know that not everybody sells exercise bikes and not everybody has all the data and all the rest of it, but there's a lot of things to learn there in terms of that follow-up text message. How was it? How's your first day with this thing? The email yeah. to say, congratulations, welcome to the club, et cetera. All those yeah. things are such touch points you can pay attention to that in most cases, if you've got the right system, it's just a case of configuring that system. You don't need to yeah. reinvent a whole new platform. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, great, great example as well. I love that. I love that. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. Pel Peloton. I haven't done it, but uh, you, you, is it a good? Was it a wise investment? Was it cool? I'd say so. It can be done cheaper, just to say that up front. But I'd say the convenience of having everything in one go, having the you know the different resistance set itself, etc. For me, yeah. who just wants to kind of use it, go when I have to think about it, works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is yeah. it is best in class for a reason, for sure. Yeah, sure. And it, it's got classes and stuff on it, has it? And you sort of go along with them, like on the screen, is it? 
Yeah, like it's got it's got live classes, but I would say the majority of it is you're looking through the catalog. You're saying, okay, I like this instructor. I like low impact, high intensity, whatever the different things might be. Oh, and then okay. there's seven, eight, nine different types of classes from strength and dumbbells to free weights, yoga, all sorts of different other stuff. So you oh. get a lot more than the bike, essentially. Oh, okay. okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so, okay, so let, let's swing the pendulum, if you like, go to the other side, right? So what about if you have been fortunate enough to be affected at the boom during the last year and you actually are looking for, um, you know, investment actually now, you know, investing, should I say, that revenue that you've generated um, last year? What I would say is the, the, the biggest thing is to establish a goal, right? So let's set the bar. Pretend you pretend the company hasn't given you any direction. Pretend you've just got your own numbers because it's easier to think of it this way. And let's just set a goal to say, okay, if we're going to go from 20 million to 24 million, we're yeah. going to grow by we're going to go by 20%. And what we're going to do here is is we're going to achieve that number by the end of this calendar year. Right? Yeah. We've got a goal, but now we have to say, well, what impacts that the most? What things do we do to head to to put us towards that goal? And the, the key thing with, with investment, especially when it's high, is one, doing your research, making sure you've got the data and you've got the insights. And there's plenty of, yeah. um, when you're looking at the top tier of agencies, they all have their own research departments. They have people that can yeah. do this for you, right? But you're looking at what are the opportunities for maximum ROI is the thought process you should be in. Having a lot of money and no idea is a bad combination because you end yeah, up going, I grew by 5%, but maybe that was by accident. And you've spent all yeah. the money and you don't know yeah. why. Yeah, Whereas yeah, if you yeah. go in with a goal, and then you're saying, based off the data, the insights, the research, here's yeah. the three to five ways I can impact this the most. You've now got a focus, but yeah. importantly, you're not struggling. To, you're not struggling to fulfill those things because, in this case, you've got the money, right? You're able to say, if I touch all of those five points and improve them in some way, my customers will be happier. They'll buy more. I'll hit the goal. Yeah. And then what you're doing is just checking on the numbers. You're just checking, okay, we're one quarter in. Are we 10% towards the goal? Or are we 50% towards the goal? Like, where are we yeah. Where are we trending, I suppose, for lack yeah, of a better yeah. Makes sense. How, how, do you, um, how do you kind of kind of document, stroke, measure, stroke? I mean, you've got, you know, say you've got a team whether it's small or big, you know, um, this sounds great, but do you, do you advise any way that you can actually, you know, make sure these strategies get realised and they're not just talks around boardroom and tables that then kind of just, you know what I mean? How does that work for you? How, what do you think? You know what, it, it can be as small as just forcing time to think about it and forcing time to reflect. So many people yeah. just, they turn up, yeah. they get what, what's needed, the emails power them over, right? The easiest yeah. thing to do to get started is just to put half a day or let, let's say an hour, right? As little as an hour in the diary where you just retrospective on what happened. So you say half an hour a week, let's say it's the last Friday of the week. So you can welcome yourself to, you know, your favorite beverage at the same time. And you can say, based off what we did this week, what did we achieve? Are we further towards that goal and that strategy is, uh, than we were the week before? If we aren't, what are we learning from that? Because sometimes yeah. you don't. Week to week, you know, sometimes that's too small to look at. You know, you're not doing yeah. enough, whatever it might be. Yeah. On the large side, on the, the big side where you're looking at budgets or maybe you've just got better agencies, whatever the setup might be, yeah. you're saying, I'm going to sit down for a day. I'm going to sit down for a few hours. I'm going to have people talk to me about what the opportunities are next, and they're going to report to me how well things have been 
done, right? A lot of this is shaping around your role in the team and what you want your role to be. Some people yeah. are completely into the data analytics and they don't need to be told a thing. Some yeah. people go, I know the customer, I know offline, you tell me yeah. what online means, right? It's yeah. putting a complementary process in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, um, it's funny actually, because Segmentify is going through some growing pains in the sense that, you know, we're in a luxury, in an honored position or blessed position, if you like, that, you know, we're, we're, our technology is delivering and more people are interested, we're bringing on more customers, and our team is growing. And um, so it becomes a little bit more difficult just to have things organically going along. We've noticed that, you know, that actually because there's so much going on in a, in a, in a sort of a startup um, environment. Which is now getting bigger, it's harder to just say, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was delivered. And then it, it is delivered, you know. So one thing that um, is very simple that my, my boss was to start looking at the smart, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, you know, methodology, if you like. Um, I quite like it because it is quite simple, which is obviously what the S is. I think measurable, achievable, realistic, and got a time scale attached to it. And I was like, Ah, okay, well, that moves on, but it kind of puts way and it has to happen it kind of puts a little bit of a jacket around things because you're actually moving from going hey mate can you do that to when are you going to deliver that and there's a consequence do you know what i mean have you, have you seen that sort of shift as well there's there's so many and i think it's the thing to say that the the thing that you want to get get go from and to and from i suppose is you know when you're to get to a certain size it is yeah whatever it takes it's it's do whatever's right. in front of me we're growth hacking we're, we're applying yeah. stuff on we don't necessarily sometimes care about quality it's just about experimenting and succeeding right yeah and yeah. the bigger you get the bigger one percent means to the overall bottom line so yeah. you can say well, we're going to experiment on this thing that that's 0.2 percent it's 0.5 percent yeah. rather than looking for 20 percent gains overnight by yeah. changing the functionality yeah. And when you put a system, regardless of what system around, and smart, smart is a great one, what you end up doing is just saying, I'm going to reflect on these things and start noticing the patterns. And you, you don't need to be you know, a data analyst to, to go through those things. All you need to say is, these are my core numbers. These are the things I need to impact and have projects you know that are going to impact them. So yeah. give you a really great, a great example of this that I used in a workshop the other day one of the core KPIs for a customer was customer support. And they, what they wanted to do was drive the time down from you requesting a call to be supported in one way or another, down from 45 minutes to 15, you know, as soon as possible. And what happened was they were ignoring the context of why it was 45 minutes, right? So when they looked at the calls, why the calls happening, what's happening in them, what are people saying? The thing they were blessed with was an amazing support team. So what happened was the length on call took some time because people were happy, the people were taking time to care about them, and everybody on the other end was rating the quality of those calls exceptionally high. By industry standards, people should be poaching whoever that support boss was, right? You know, they'll, that person will be in demand. But when you get that context, you go, okay, well, putting it down by a third is a goal, and but what we can look at here is one can we build that up and say well look you're going to get time this isn't a one minute thing to us and position it differently so that people are not that 
worried about waiting for 45 minutes because you know you can back it up. Alternatively, yeah. what you do is, well, the way to solve it is to put more people in that team and continue whatever training program you've had and yeah. grow it out. But it's yeah. the thing to say that you can pick a goal. You've got to, yeah. you've got to learn the things around it. And so often when it comes to growing companies, and this is something we all learned last year is you just don't yeah. pay attention to certain parts of the business. You know, no. so many no. merchants now know what their support team does. And yeah. so many of e-commerce know what the warehouse does every day and the problems that yeah. warehouse run into. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's awesome stuff. I mean, like you say, the bottom line really is you have to make space. But, you know, I, I appreciate it must be so difficult when you've been in a sector particularly that's, that's really taken off, you know, to support the um, the increased demand since people have been in lockdown. That must have been so difficult. But um, either way, even in all of our roles, you know, yours, mine, everybody in, in our world um, needs to be able to sort of come out from the trees and survey the wood. I know it's a bit of a pun, but it is true because you... You can't do things properly if you are just literally fighting fire. I mean, even my wife, right? I mean, she's a teacher <clears throat> and um, she, you know, she's got some extra responsibility been put on her and she doesn't really know how to manage it, you know, because she's completely overwhelmed from one minute to the next. Of course, the two kids, two different curriculums, homeschooling sort of two days a week, me diving in, trying to help, but very difficult, obviously, in my role as well. Because um, obviously, I'm always cleaning out the guinea pigs. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, so it is, I'm, I keep saying to her the same thing, try and come out so that you can go back in with with that goal in mind or those, that structure in mind. But um, we could talk about this for, you know, for hours, uh, Jamie, but it's been brilliant to, to get your angle on strategy, you know, and what's what you've experienced and uh, and so on. T tell, tell the guys um, the best way to get hold of you. If anyone wants to have a chat to you about any of this kind of thing or any, obviously, any of the expertise that you offer the market uh, in, in, in the agency world. Easiest route is wearejh.com. Uh, Jamie, Jamie at wearejh.com if you want to email me directly. Easiest route. We're always happy to talk. Or I'm always fascinated to help. Fantastic. So that's Jamie at we are, as in W-E-A-R-E-J-H.com, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that from uh, last time I emailed you. <laughs> um, awesome. So listen, one last thing, not to put you on the spot, but obviously put you on the spot. Um, give the guys a nugget of wisdom from the vault of Jamie Huskisson, whether it's personal, spiritual, physical, work, whatever, give us something. I'll, I'll stick to the topic rather than going random, but I think it's the thing of uh, strategies, much like exercise, much like self-care. You put the time in and you'll get that reward back. And for people that don't exercise, I, I didn't understand it till recently yeah. either. I'm, I'm in that camp. But as soon as yeah. you do it, you feel better. You, you, you're energized by it and you, you think better. And it's the same with strategy. It's the same with having a plan. You, you put it in, you force the time, whether it's an hour or a month, and never mind a week or not, and you'll see those benefits. So mm -hmm. start small, build big, and you'll, mm -hmm. you'll see it in the results, 100%. Definitely, definitely. Perseverance, right? Put the, put the effort in. I you think know. it's all for me. Twenty twenty was, you know, it was all about looking backwards. It was all about looking where we're yeah. at, all the rest of it. Twenty twenty one is all about forward. You know, whatever happened last year, it happened. Twenty twenty one, let's get that momentum forward, yeah. Yeah. and let, let's drive yeah. it. That's where I'm at. Well, yeah, definitely, man. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been really great to talk to you. Thank and, you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, listening and watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as you know, it just remains for me to say that uh, if you want to. Um, 
have a kind of a rerun of Jamie's episode or any of the other episodes that we've had so far or the series, um, do just head over to segmentify.com forward slash EGS. And um, if you want to be involved, or you've got any questions for, for myself, or you want to get involved in any way, just give us a shout on uh, phil at segmentify.com. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening again and watching, guys. Thank you, Jamie, once more. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. And um, we look forward to seeing you all again very soon. Bye-bye.